I like spaceships. I'm Jason Zaward from MakingStarWars.net, and uh, today we're going to talk about some Star Wars news. Uh, you can support the channel on YouTube with Super Chats. You could become a channel member. You could become a Patreon supporter. You could also listen to the show on Spotify with video and audio, uh, YouTube and Apple and all that jazz. Like the video wherever you consume it and all that stuff. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so let's look at what we got for news today. And look, look, this is from Bespin Bulletin. And hey, everybody in the chat, thank you guys for, for showing up on a on a different day, on a Saturday. Don't usually do this. I've been sick. Got another cough or something. Like, whatever. I'm just, I'm over being sick this year. But I didn't feel good yesterday. So today I'm trying to play a little bit of catch up. And um, Bespin Bulletin was really cool. We were hanging out yesterday. We were playing Fortnite. And he was like, hey, are you going to do a show later? I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling that good, so I'm going to push it until you know Friday night. And he's like, hey, I'll get some articles out so you can use them for the show. I was like, thanks, man. So we quit playing Fortnite a little bit early, and then I got the articles. And I didn't really feel that good. So now uh, we're doing it on Saturday. So here we are. So um, And this, this one he actually put out today. Exclusive Andor Season 2 filming at the McLaren Technological Center Woking. Uh-oh, Star Wars has gone woke again. Here we are, you guys. Man, just when you thought it was over, now they're now they're filming Star Wars in the wokest of places. Um, you can leave Bespin uh, a coffee if you want to support his site. If you read his site, uh, I suggest that you, you know, kick him down a little bit every now and then. He has bills, too. <laughs> um, the second season of the critically acclaimed, this is Bespin, the second season of the critically acclaimed Rogue One, a Star Wars story spinoff series, Andor, has been filming for just over two months in the United Kingdom. The series, created by ma the mastermind behind the Bourne franchise, Tony Gilroy, has been filming exclusively behind the walls of Pinewood Studios, Lond London so far, which is also where the first season was primarily shot. Season one of the series started venturing out from Pinewood Studios and began shooting on locations in various parts of England and Scotland a handful of months into principal photography. And now it appears Andor Season 2 is finally doing the same. So, yeah, so, you know, basically what he's getting at is it's the, you know, we're kind of seeing the uh, same old kind of layout uh, that we had before, but there's something I want to actually bring up on the show if i could just log into my phone like not being an idiot come on well there we go i did it i'm a big boy now okay um baymax sent me the actual link to the video and uh and so it was on struggle nation um is a podcast a video youtube podcast that covers all kinds of uh like tv and stuff and they were pretty enamored with Andor. Tony Gilroy saw it. And then Tony Gilroy went on their show. And he gave a pretty good interview. You know, he was pretty, like, like forthcoming and stuff. And in that 
show, they asked like basically when season two, they kind of essentially got to it. And he said, we're following the same schedule as before. So his point was, it's the same exact like month to month and release window. As far as he knows, you know, he couldn't obviously say like what date Disney's going to release the show. But point being, um, we should see it pretty much go just like the first time. This one's being made under different conditions, though. So I didn't know what to expect, if, if it could be different, if it could be sooner. But he says, Gilroy in the interview says Disney could pay to have it done faster. But I don't think that's that's the case. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, I think Disney right now, personally, I think they're looking to space the stuff out more. I don't think they want to throw it all all up at the same time. And um, I think they want to like cut cost a bit. That would be my, my take on it. And we'll get into a bit more of that in another article here in a minute. But um, so Bespin goes on to write the second season of the critically acclaimed spinoff series. Andor has been filming for just over two months in the United Kingdom. The series created by the mastermind behind the Bourne franchise, Tony Gilroy, has been filming exclusively behind the walls of Pinewood, London, so far, which is also where the first season was primarily shot. Blah, blah, blah. I already read that. It was just yesterday that we got word that Andor was going global and was venturing to Valencia, Spain, soon to shoot various scenes. You're going to see Andor getting chased by bulls. Um, details on the Valencia shoot are sparse, to say the least. But the casting of extras is well underway in the Spanish city. Though we thought this may be the first on-location shoot for the second season, I can confirm that this is not the case and that Andor Season 2 is currently filming at the McLaren Technological Center located in Woking, England. Look at those woke-ass race cars. Just look at them. Look at them. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just all about, you know. So anyways, uh, my last... Uh, Clicker cast, the last of us podcast co-host, Matt Hudson, was boots on the ground in Woking and managed to snap some images of EE signs pointing towards the McLaren Technological Center. If you're unfamiliar, EE stands for e e Industries, the production company name being used for Andor and were seen at various locations during the season one shoot. It's worth remembering that this is the name of the production company being used for Andor and not the series code name, which is just like season one is Pilgrim. So right here we could see a Bespin Bolentino photo uh, from, from McLaren. There it is right there. Look at it. Looks like looks like there's some secret UFO tech being manufactured in there. Um, right here we can see the E&E e &E Industries sign saying, hey, you know, this is who you work for. Go make Star Wars back there, you weirdos. The McLaurin Technological Center may also may sound familiar to you as it should, as Andor Season 1 film scenes at the location. Notably, it's used as the Coruscant spaceport scene in the fourth episode of Andor's first, first season, where Cyril Karn was seen returning to the planet. Which also which was also home to Mon Mothma to live with his mother for the foreseeable future, following the botched events of Ferrix that Karn had spearheaded. So right here we could see him going home. He's gonna go home eat some cereal with his mom. Given how the the McLaren Technological Center was used as the Coruscant spaceport in Andor's first season, you'd probably expect it to be used for the same location in season two. I got no confirmation on that, but it feels like the most logical outcome. 
I don't know how long filming has been taking place at the McLaurin Technological Center or how long filming will continue at the location. So if you fancy attempting to get a glimpse at the filming taking place, then I suggest you go sooner, much rather than later. Um, yeah, there's some like racing shit about to go on there too, or so I think it might kind of be closing down. Most likely it's just for that one exposition shot, you know, one shot of Cyril Karn getting back home after after Ferrix again or something. Um, Andor season two began filming towards the tail end of November at Pinewood Studios, London, and filming is due to run until August. The second season of Andor is due to, to release exclusively on Disney Plus during the later half of the year. And then he says you could follow his Bob podcast. Right now they're covering The Last of Us. And, uh, you know, you could give him a tip on uh, the old, the old, uh, what do you call it there if you want to. So, so you know, it, it's, it's just kind of cool to see a little bit about what's going on with Andor season two. And yeah, KG asks, so we're getting more Coruscant spaceport. I, I think that's, that's the takeaway. And so when you get down to it, really cool exclusive, just fun to know kind of a little bit of what's going to happen in season two, what we can expect. Uh, it's basically going to probably just be an expositional shot of somebody going home from or going to or from Coruscant. And why not use the uh, same location that was familiar from the last season? You know, makes sense. So, but there, there we, there we have that, that one. And then uh, actually we'll go over to this story. Now we'll just keep all the indoor stuff together. And then Andor season two reportedly set to film in Valencia, Spain, which this is this is the article from before it, but whatever. The second season of the critically acclaimed Rogue One, a Star Wars spinoff, Andor began filming over two months at Pinewood Studios. The series created by Tony Gilroy did a lot of location shooting for its first season, setting up shop in various parts of England and Scotland. But so far, season two has yet to venture out of from behind the walls of Pinewood. However, it seems that this is about to change. Damn, Bestman Bulletin is getting he's getting a, like a lot of anticipation here. It's like, what's gonna happen now? According to Las Provinas, the second season of Andor is gearing up to start shooting relatively soon in Valencia, Spain, and that the series was currently in the process of casting extras. In addition, the Twitter account per, um Paradidos and Hoth. I guess something about Hoth. I don't know what Perdidos is. Um, shared that they had two individuals casting scenes from the series in Valencia, adding fuel to the flames that Andor will soon be filming in the city. Some fans have begun speculating on where in the city cameras could get rolling with the most frequently brought up location being the city of art and science. More specifically, the hemispheric. There was no evidence pointing towards this location, just merely the design of the hemispheric and fans um, comparing it to the use of the um, Can Canary Wharf and the, um, what is this, Barbican, where you use an Endor in season one. Okay, there we go. A lot of words there that are just too smart for me. Uh, but but that, that, that definitely looks cool. I mean... Kind of reminds me of a giant robot eyelid. Like, can't you see it? Like, this is like these two frog eyes, like blinking. Anyways, though it looks completely unlike the hemispheric pictured above, there's been a large Andor set being built outdoors at Pinewood for quite some time that I've pictured before. Though the city of art and science in Valencia is very futuristic in its design, I wonder if instead they'll use the old architecture in the city 
as the designs of the art being built somewhere somewhat reminiscent of Naboo, which was shot in, in, in Italy. Yeah, I remember when he very first showed this to me. Well, obviously, without casting and or superimposed on the front of the photo, we were like looking at it, and, and he's like, what do you think? And I said, well, if I look at the left, it could be Naboo. But when I look over at the right, it looks a little bit like it could be Yavin, right? But when I look at the left, I can't reconcile the left with Yavin. So so it's like, you know, what 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 can you do? You know what I mean? This stuff doesn't like it looks like a like it's like almost Yavin-esque, but then you look at like those arches and stuff, and I get more of like a Naboo vibe. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's just someplace completely fucking new, you know. Andor season two is filming um into ugh, Andor season two is two months to filming at Pinewood Studios and is due to film until sometime in August. Following its post-production process, the second season is expected to release in the latter half of the year, specifically on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. Get your Disney+. Plus subscription. I wish we got some money from that Disney+. Plus subscription. I'd be selling that shit to you guys. Like, you guys need Disney+. Plus, man. No, man. You, you don't even know what's going on there. Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's, it's really cool, you guys. But we don't get anything from that shit. So, um, you know, bootleg it, watch it on Disney+. Plus. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, though, uh, so once again, cool photo, uh, cool pictures from 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 Bespin and uh, good job on that stuff. Bespin, you know, you fucking maniac, fucking George Costanza, motherfucker. OK, uh, share this tab instead. So Ludwig Goranson not scoring the Mandalorian season three the Book of Boba Fett composer to take over. So, and if you, I love that, here was the funny part. I love that opening scene or sorry, that opening song from Book of Boba Fett. I could hear that shit in my head now. And, um, but that was Ludwig, unfortunately. Um, here, here's the whole thing though. Here's something that I want to throw out about this. This could be bad news, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily bad news. Like, is Ludwig still spotting? Now, you're probably thinking, does Ludwig have period panties? And that's not what that means. Spotting is when you look at a, in a recently edited or even unedited um, piece of video or footage, and then you decide where does the music come in? Where does it begin? What, where do we need music? Where do we not need music? And stuff like that. Um, and so there's a chance that Ludwig is still doing that, or there's a chance he hasn't been doing that for a while. And um, this person who's taking over has, but anyways, we'll get into the article here. Ludwig not scoring the Mandalorian season three. So we're just under a month away from the highly anticipated third season of the hit Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Debuts on the streaming service. Okay. As anticipation and momentum swells on the run-up to the release, it's been revealed that one of the staples of the series, its composer, will not be returning to score the upcoming third season. You fucking quitter! God damn it, Ludwig. According to Film Music Reporter, this is their scoop, by the way. I just I already had Bestman Bulletin open, but check out Film Music Reporter if you like film uh, music reporting. <laughs> Ludwig Gorenson, who scored the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, will not score its third season. Despite Gorenson not scoring season three, 
themes, such as its iconic opening, will be used with the composer credited. So that noise, that'll still be there. That's all you fucking need. Um, the situation is similar to that of the Book of Boba Fett, where Gorenson composed the opening and closing themes of the show and had Joseph Shirley compose the series. Shirley, you must be joking, everyone's saying. Don't call me Shirley. The fo- Following his work on Fett, Shirley will be stepping in to take over the scoring duties on The Mandalorian Season 3. Though not reported, it's likely Ludwig was unavailable to score the third season of Mandalorian due to his commitments to Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which released in November, and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. I have become the destroyer of worlds, which releases this July. Gorenson has also stepped away from scoring Creed 3, the installment of the Rocky spinoff series led by Michael B. Jordan, after scoring the first two films, and just as Joseph Shirley is stepping in to compose the score for The Mandalorian Season 3, Shirley is also scoring Creed 3, which, just like Mando, releases next month. So, you guys, there's a little bit of synergy here between these, these, these two men. Personally, I'm disappointed that Gorenson will not be composing The Mandalorian Season 3 or Creed 3, as I love his work on both franchises. And I found his recent work on Black Panther Wakanda Forever to be stellar, and his absence will be felt. Outside of its main theme composed by Gornson, the second, or sorry, the score found in the book of Boba Fett failed to make an impact on me, and I found the score to be fairly average. So I'm not exactly excited that Joseph Shirley is taking over both projects, but I'm hoping he delivers nonetheless. The Mandalorian Season 3 debuts exclusively on Disney Plus March 1st. So, yeah, that's 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 kind of a bummer. Um, but you know, you know, it, it might, might be a, might be a good thing. I mean, it, it maybe, maybe he's gonna, you know, maybe he's got his feet wet with, with Book of Boba Fett. I mean, Book of Boba Fett, to be honest with you, um, it's entertaining, but it also isn't really like a plus Star Wars. It's not the best Star Wars that we can have. And, um, so let's see what he, let's see what, 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 what Shirley brings to the table is what I say. But it, it it is you know a loss, and uh, I I keep suggesting you know also what if uh, Gornson's going to be doing um, the uh, new Lindelof film, you know what what if what if some of some of this is him stepping away from television because he's going to be jumping to score the actual films, and I know what people would say to that. They'd say, well, John Williams, well, John Williams probably isn't going to be scoring the, the the next Star Wars film. I don't think. You never know. He keeps saying he's going to retire, then doesn't really retire. But, you know, who knows? So Al says, uh, if Ludwig is not scoring season three and Kiner may not be scoring Bad Batch season three till they start um, an- an- animating, if they announce it at Celebration Europe, will Kiner score Ahsoka? I don't know. So far, we haven't seen uh, them offer anything to Kiner in live action. And another thing I'm just going to throw out there, too, is, you know, yeah, and you're going, your mind is where my mind is, though, about um, Ahsoka, is who's scoring Ahsoka? Is it going to be Gornson? I mean, you know, a person could only do so much in a year with films and stuff, so maybe maybe he's skipping Mando 3 and he's going to jump back in on um, on Ahsoka. Also, he may be heavily involved. He may be like, like a supervisor for the music still. Like, we don't really totally know the, the whole story, but we'll, we'll have to see. Like, uh, I feel bad for Holt, who did Obi-Wan Kenobi, 
like when you just hear the story about how it came about i feel like that's the person who got kind of like drug you know dragged um over the score and when you look at the how how it all came about it really wasn't her i don't know how anybody could have made that work you know and um so i'm hoping that it's good i'm hoping that people don't notice i'm hoping that it that it that it's been established by by the first two seasons about what they would do and goranson probably looks at it and says this is what i would do and that so there there could be there could this might not be as doom and gloom as as we think since this this is so established at this point and yep best been bulletin i I, i've always said you are the george costanza costanza to my larry david uh just the way it is deal with it so (laughs) um so best been talking to to farm boy and says indefinite hiatus doesn't mean it's it's gone for good it's just unknown when it'll return but we know when the next episode is and uh, yeah that's that's the that's bestman's bestman's always with us that's the thing he's always with us even even when you're pooping he's watching just so you know just so you know <laughs> serenity now can't stand ya. all right um anyways yeah it, it, it could be a bummer it might not be i don't know i don't know what to what to think about it so I'm I'm just going to be hopeful and positive on that, you know. All right, now this is one that makes me laugh because I meant to cover. I actually had a show called Star Wars Visions Two is releasing, and I didn't even talk about it. So here we are, which says something. Like I really respect Visions. I really enjoy it. I really want it to continue. Doesn't really make me flip out though, you know. I'm not like that excited, but I will enjoy it. You know, I mean, just to be authentic with you here. And uh, so it's a surprise to be, but most definitely a welcome one. Surprise to... Okay, whatever you say, Bespin. Out of nowhere, Disney and Lucasfilm have announced the release date for May 4th for the second volume of Star Wars Visions, the critically acclaimed animated anthology series which saw various animation studios produce standalone short films inspired by the Star Wars franchise, Volume 1, which was released in 2021. Saw seven Japanese animation studios produce a series of short films for the Visions project, but this time around, we'll see short films from various studios located across the globe. Below, you can see a brief rundown of the animated studios working on Visions Volume 2 and a short summary of the various work. So this is what I liked about what Bestman did here, is we have all of the studios right here, and then he showed a little picture or something, you know? And it, it's not like he doesn't like totally like, you know, explain it entirely like you won't go. Oh, I know what that is. But you kind of get a vibe for what they do. So Cartoon Saloon. I like that name. That's a good name. An Irish studio best known for their animated feature films, Song of the Sea, Wolfwalkers, The Breadwinner and The Secret of Kells is uh, which we used to call color greens. Collard Greens. No, I'm kidding. Kill. Never mind. In addition to their feature films, Cartoon Saloon has also produced the animated series Puffin Rock and Skunk Fu. I, I, I like I like their like titles. They have good titles. So better not drop the ball and just call it like the Star Wars episode. So there you go. Punk Robot is an animation studio based in Chile who won an Oscar for their short film Bear Story. The studio currently have a film. 
um nahul el libro magico <laughs> sorry i butchered that shit streaming on disney i didn't read this before so you know what do you want but that looks kind of cool it's like a little like stop motiony kind of shit so which by the way i gotta say too just like on a side note uh phil tippett's movie that shit is fucking dark and they should give phil tippett one of these you know, when they do a season three, I say give one to Phil Tippett and let's let Phil Tippett get fucking crazy because he is fucking crazy. His shit has like like dinosaur robot shitting and then the shit becomes like the baby's milk and then the baby shits and then that fucking feeds Satan and shit like that. It's it's crazy. Like his movie is fucking nuts. Um. Anyways, the South Korean animation studio behind... The hit series such as The Legend of Korra, Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, and Voltron, Legendary Defender, Studio Mir, who have also worked on multiple DC titles such as the Harley Quinn animated series, Young Justice, and The Death of Superman, are on board to produce an episode of Visions. I'm sure this one is bound to excite fans. And look, there she is. Like, I'm a Jedi. I get it. I get it. Tiger or Triggerfish. An animated studio based in both South Africa and Ireland are set to produce an episode of Visions Volume 2. The studio is probably best known for its Netflix movie, Seal Team, which starred J.K. Simmons and, ironically, Seal. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from them. All right. Daart Shatehio is an anime, uh, is a 2D animated studio based in Japan who worked whose work consists of the Snow Child music video for the R&B pop artist The Weeknd. Also, with the music video for Thinking, a track by Latin phenomenon's um, Bad Bunny, and and American rapper Future, who totally does not, does not steal writing credits from people. Just in case anybody's wondering, Future does not ever still writing credits from people I know. He doesn't do that. Um, The Mumbai-based 88 Pictures is also producing an episode for the second volume of Star Wars Visions. The studio is probably best known for its two Netflix series, Rise of the Titans and Fast and the Furious Spy Racers, an animated spinoff to the live-action franchise led by Vin Diesel. And why why aren't you talking about that shit, Bespin? Bestman's always like, go watch Fast and the Furious, man. Go to watch, dude. Go check it out, man. But why am I first only hearing about this fanny-packed adventure? Anyways, um, Studio La Cachette, Cachette, a a Paris-based animation studio best known for working on the hit Netflix series Love, Death, and Robots, along with the Adult Swim series Primal, are slated to produce an episode of the Star Wars anthology series. It looks pretty fucking cool. So kind of kind of down with that. Um, El Guare Studios is a um, Spain-based animation studio led by Rodrigo Blas, an award-winning writer and director best known for his work on Wally Up and Finding Nemo. The studio specializes, like he wrote, specializes all fucking fancy because he's from Wales in high-end pre-production for CG animation, and in 2017 released a VR short film, One Morning. Ooh, I haven't seen a a VR short film in a while. I should look at that. I wonder if it's downloadable in the Quest. Um, Last and most certainly not least, we have 
um, Aardman, the British-based stop-motion animation studio behind world-renowned hit franchise such as Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run, and Shaun the Sheep. This is without question my most anticipated episode of the series. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, stop motion Star Wars is fucking rad. So I'm really excited about that. And you could give uh, Bespin a coffee if you want to support him. So, <coughs> yeah, listen to that dry cough. It's getting me. It's getting me. But what, what, are, you, what are you talking about, Bespin? I give up Star Wars for Fast and the Furious in a heartbeat. You better watch your mouth, man, you fake-ass fan. You, you know what? Right now, you're turning on the fam. You just don't realize it. You're turning on the family right now. Yeah. You know what? This is a blended family, Bespin Bulletin. We can In this blended family, we like Fast and the Furious, and we like Star Wars. You know? You don't have to choose mom or dad in this divorce, okay? Fuck. Sorry, guys. So you guys had to see that, but I got to set them straight sometimes. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. Seth says it's basically Star Wars Visions, but it's themes of love, death, and robots. So that's right up my fucking alley right there. Can't lie. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Batman X says Saturday stream. This is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now there's now there's two of them. Weekend and weekday streams. So uh, Bestman says I'm turning on the family just like Dom did in Fast Eight of the Furious. <laughs> yeah. Our, our new podcast will be like the Sith and the Furious, and we'll do half Fast and the Furious, half Star Wars. I think that's I think that's in our in our future probably. Uh, from from Costanza and Larry David, um, Hawks Holocron says stop motion Star Wars just got here. Laugh out loud. Yeah, stop motion Star Wars is fucking coming for you, Hawks Holocrons. But I love it. I love it. I I really do. I I mean, like my my dream. If they said, hey, Jason, you can make something stupid uh, for Star Wars, I would make a. Uh, I thought about this the other day. I was like, don't do a holiday special that's a tribute to that turd. The holiday special from some that, that shit sucks. Everybody knows that it does suck. It's only like entertaining because of how bad it is. And it's not something, it's something that if you tried to replicate in any kind of way, it would just be cringy and stupid and referential at best. But I would love if we were going to go referential at best, you know, like the old, um, like Rudolph cartoons and like, you know, Frosty the snowman in the intro and all that kind of shit. Like, um, that would be rad if they did a holiday special like that you know, for Star Wars. I think that would be um, the best way to go. I think that would be the most fun. But, all right, here we go. Um, now I'm going to share this tab. And um, maybe you guys could hear this. Maybe you can't. But I found it funny when the robot reads it. Can you hear it? The robot will not play. The robot refuses to work. So, anyways, there's this article from the Hollywood Reporter, Colin Trevorrow, House of the Dragon writer, um, Charmaine Degrate, team up for it. And I feel like every fucking name is throwing me through a loop today, you guys. I apologize if this is all wrong. What do you want me to do? Um, team for Atlantis at Skydance, okay? And it's like, so we can see him there. Look at him. He's like, yeah, I was going to make Star Wars, but they wouldn't let me fuck it up enough. So I went over and I fucked up Jurassic Park, like, really good. Like, I made Jurassic Park, like, the stupidest fucking franchise in the world. So much they retitled it Jurassic World 1 and 2. God, those movies are fucking terrible. I'm sorry. But I tried to watch that last one again. I thought I was in a mood. I'm like, I'm not in a mood. 
This man is fucking insane. He is insane. Um, anyways, there's this line here about how they're making Atlantis, you know, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, uh, DeGrate has established herself as one of the town's rising writers thanks to busy TV work. Buzzy TV work. Um, she's, she was a writer and co-executive producer on House of the Dragon, which is coming off a, a winning a Golden Globe for Best Television Series Drama. And she was a co-executive producer on Amazon's upcoming rock band drama, Daisy Jones and the Six, which stars Riley um, Cow and debuts in March. She also wrote, and is, this is this is the pertinent part, she also wrote and is co-executive producing the upcoming Star Wars series created by Leslie Headland, The Acolyte. This is her first feature film project. So she is a writer and a co-executive producer on, on Acolyte. So that's that's interesting, especially if you liked House of the Dragon. So, But uh, what, what are you saying here, Bestman? What's, Bestman says, um, need a Star Wars spinoff series purely about pod racing led by Vin Diesel, directed by Justin Lin? Yeah. No, I, honestly, I, I know you're a little bit kidding. I'm a little bit not kidding. That it, there is room for that. I mean, look at how fucking stupid Star Wars is in some ways, and how stupid the fucking audience can be. And like, let's just meet in the middle and have fun with how stupid it all is. You know, I would be, I'd be on board for that. I really, really would. Like, it would be fucking cool. You know, so I'm, I'm all about it. Just don't let Colin Trevorrow do it. Uh, Mad made one good movie. He he can do one. Wait, who can do one? Justin Lin or or um, Colin? Colin made one good movie, and then he proceeded to not do. And here's the, here's the thing. Someday that other draft of the Star Wars script will leak, and people will listen to me about this stuff. His first draft was inspired fan fiction. His second draft only got fucking worse it did not get better that is the important thing to people go well you know with some more work with some more work it got worse and that's the that's one of the complicated things about writing and a good idea is you can make it better but if it's not that great you could just it just gets worse the more refined it gets it's just a polished turd and that's what that second draft was so yeah uh, Bestman says, I shit my pants if it happened. Yeah, they, I mean, it would be fun. I mean, that last episode or the, it's been a couple weeks now, um, of Bad Batch was about racing. And it's just like that show I'm finding to be a disimpassioned kind of hard slog. Like it's just existing for the sake of producing content, you know, like the show. I'm kidding, but you know, kind of like that. <laughs> and, um, um, as I'm, as I'm like, watching it i'm like you know the racing stuff is fun and pod racing is fun even people who don't like the phantom menace are always like this racing stuff is fun and it's just like you know if you had racing gangs and shit like and and a heist involved with it and stuff it'd be totally fucking cool and and fast and the furious after its eight films shows how to tap the genre or 10 films whatever the fuck it is there's a lot but bestman says i haven't watched that crap since week one um, the Fast and the Furious cartoon or Bad Batch? What is the take on the Fast and the Furious cartoon? I think you mean the Bad Batch. So what is what is your take on the Fast and the Furious cartoon? 
um excuse me so there, there's there's 11 films sorry uh i i consider there to be 11 or 10 films and and, and one epic so you know i guess you're a fake fan um no i'm i'm just kidding i've only watched like four or five of them but but when i when i watch the four or five of them i'm like these are at the superficial level classic star wars in a way i know that's going to get me killed but it's true star wars is is relatively dumb and fun and accessible it can be classic star wars anyways you know there's a big difference between andor and you know return of the jedi right <laughs> and then fast and the furious is a little bit closer to that dumb like popcorn fun and i i think that like a lot of the fast and the furious crap piling on on it like in terms of even what i thought about it i think it, i think it's it's a bit has to do with class you know you're showing people that look low class on screen that's how people look at it i think and uh and they're they're wrong because it's it's good popcorn films they're good popcorn movies they're like they are stupid but they are extraordinarily well made for the most part you know what i mean at what they do that's sort of my takeaway i don't know if i'm if i'm a fan but i i see the potential there i see that when you when you take away a little bit of that you just put that in the star wars universe i think you'd have a, a crowd pleasing series you know but <laughs> forget about it Ka. all right yeah we we laugh when when paul walker says Ka. <laughs> it's so fucking funny but <coughs> well i think that's uh man i don't believe it i refuse yeah yeah no i mean like i like i said uh I watched him while I was playing video games. Like I put it on the iPad and was just like, you know, I was playing video games, watching it. And I'm like, yeah, these are cool. You know, I don't, they don't, they don't touch me. They don't touch me at the mythical level, but you know what I mean? Like in terms of just like kinetic energy, there's like a heist, there's a plan. There's a bunch of morons that you care about. <laughs> That's Star Wars at its core. I mean, you know, and, and, you said I'm you get to see see the good ones? Maybe. I think um I think I, I like the uh I think it was the third or the fourth one I watched first because they're titled so terribly. But um but I think I like that one the best so far. The one that I thought was the first one, like Fast and Furious. I think it's the one I've had the most fun with. But um F Rural Farm Boy says bust the like button. Yeah, do that. Do that like this shit or it's going to become a fast and the furious podcast because they'll probably they'll probably be like yo bro uh you you use nitro and i'll be like yeah yeah bro i, I totally use nitro to make my pod car go faster so oh yeah actually speaking of that um i got video leaked to me from solo a star wars story of the first round with the with han's car and um in the the listing and like of the items and stuff, it called it a pod car. And so I have an old video that I was calling a pod car. And all you see is people go, it's not a pod car, it's a lane speeder. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's what they were calling it at one point. But uh, it's the fourth one, but chronologically the third. Okay. So, yeah. Hey, you're in San Francisco? I used to live there. It's good times. Good place. Cold. Is it cold there? I bet it's cold. But I remember my first night in San Francisco, we had this, uh, you know, 
sort of big house and um i'm just like chilling and i had just moved a bunch of stuff and i'm like in the i'm in the upstairs and the fucking fog comes in <laughs> while i have all the windows open it was just like oh my god what the fuck and i had to go go close all, all the windows but i do miss san francisco if i was if i was rich i think that's the city i would probably live in for sure you know if i had if i had all the money in the world that's probably where I would I would stay. Um, but my uh, I, my son was really young then, and he was still in a stroller. We had like one of those. Have you ever seen those like strollers? That's like a tricycle, so the kid could could sit in it like in a chair, but they have their hands on it. And they feel like they're riding a tricycle, but it's really like, really a stroller. Man, if you want to talk about some per- parental anxiety with those heels? Those heels just go fucking straight down. You like got your kid like if I let go. I'm not a father anymore, you know? So pretty, pretty, pretty fucking crazy. Baymax says Jersey city is brutal right now. Was negative 15 this morning. Fuck that. That's some bullshit right there. But then again, Joey Budafuco. That's where Joey Budafuco is from. And um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I remember Joey Budafuco. That's all I know about Jersey. Um, Revenge guy says it's not cold, but it's rainy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I love I loved it. Rained a lot there when I lived there too. Um, very cold out here in the east. Ah, so the farm boys from the he's he's in the east, like where Iran, Pakistan, China. Where are you really from? Did you send that balloon to the United States? Where, yeah, see, Seth knows it's the Chinese balloon. Radio controlled by rural farm boy. But anyways, guys, uh, that's our Star Wars news of the week of the day. I think we're all caught up now. I don't think I forgot anything. Um, there was there's a picture going around of um you know, one of those birds from Ahsoka. And um I don't know. I don't know what the deal with it is. I don't know if it's like posted publicly or whatever, but it's going around and it's one of those like owl kind of things. And uh, I had somebody ask me if it was real and um, I'm not going to bother checking on it. But the one thing I will say about that photo, if everybody, I don't know if everybody's seen it. I don't know if it's around, but it has an actual logo that says Ahsoka on it. And that, uh, yeah, the Convor. And um, the fact that it has the Ahsoka logo, the stuff that like Bestman Bolton and I have seen from these productions don't have like the show logo on it. It wouldn't. So that makes me think, no. And, and I haven't ever seen that happen before. It doesn't mean I'm right. It's This is just an estimation without any confirmation. But um we saw the convor um, owl creatures in um, Mandalorian, you know, in the Ahsoka episode. You could see it like up there on the thing. So it's a weird one to fake. It's not really, like really that big of a deal. Yeah, it was in Mando. Seth, I mean, Seth, Seth, you should just be right here doing the show. <laughs> but yeah, so <coughs> I don't think it's real, but I don't know. And, um, also kind of a who cares because it's already it's already I, we know that it's in the show and we have already seen it before so it's kind of 
not really a big story to me. So just so just to let you guys know where I'm at with it. And uh, I'm not going to take source time to debunk it or to, you know, legitimize it because who cares? It's fucking owl. Stupid owl. Stupid owl we've already seen. That's my take. But uh, I'll be back on Monday. If any huge news breaks or anything like that, um, if any huge news breaks, I'll, I'll jump back on, of course. And um, yeah, so be cool. Uh, leave a comment. Like I said, you can watch the show on YouTube every day. You can subscribe to the to the show on Spotify and listen to it as a podcast and jump into video. You can go back and forth. So if your boss won't let you watch video, you could you, but you could have you know your earbuds in, but then we show a picture, you can get on your phone real quick or pop in pop it over to video real quick and, and look at what we're talking about. So that's something that you can do. But uh, you know, review us, like our videos on all of the stuff and all that jazz. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll see everybody. Uh, Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time is the plan. And uh, have a good weekend. And, you know, don't get too drunk. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! No, you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships. Hey!